The information discussed in this episode is intended as general information only. It is not intended for one-on-one medical advice, and you should always consult your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. And if you like the content discussed in this episode, please go leave a review so that others can benefit from it as well. I am a woman on a mission that is dedicated to teaching you just how powerful your body was built to be. I like to do that by bringing you the latest science, the greatest thought leaders, and applicable steps that help you tap into your own internal healing power. The purpose of this podcast is to give you the power back and help you believe in yourself again. My name is Dr. Mindy Pels, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Okay, resetters. So we are going to take a totally different twist from many of the science-based podcasts that we've done. And we are going to dive into what we call etheric medicine. Now, what is so interesting about my next guest is it's very common to hear the term etheric or clairvoyant and to dismiss the potency of a healer of her magnitude. But what you're going to hear on this podcast is some incredible miracles that she has seen with patients using etheric medicine. So as you walk through this interview with me with Bobby Vogel, I want you to stay open to some of the powerful healing concepts that she talks about. So, and I'll dive in. I'll tell you guys here a little history on her because she's been on Montel Williams' show. She has some incredible wins. I'm going to give you an update that I just found out about a patient of hers that she mentions in this podcast. But this is a mind-blowing concept about the power of etheric energy medicine to heal someone. And I, there will be times that your paradigm and what you think healing, where healing comes from, will be totally shifted. What did you think, Jess? What was your takeaway from this interview? Well, I think my biggest takeaway was starting with her journey, the power of self-healing that she had on herself before she got into helping others. But I mean, she was a big shot real estate agent here in the Silicon Valley, and then her life like turned upside down. And she explains the whole thing in there. But just, I think her mindset to not just give up and, you know, she talks about wanting to kill herself and how she came back from that. I just think we always have these guests that have pain to purpose stories and I just really connected with hers. Yeah. And we are definitely in love with the mission-based human being. And here's what's crazy, you guys, is you'll hear it in this interview. She was one day away from suicide. Like that, to me, when we got talking, I'm like, what is it like to be one day away from suicide? And she got invited to go to, and I'm not going to give it away. She went to a, a, to a really cool place that I know and had a life-changing experience that stopped her from c- killing herself. Mm-hmm. So, And she did come from a world of high achievement. And we keep seeing this over and over and over again, where these people that are paying to purpose, people went on a course thinking that life was supposed to look like X, Y, and Z, and then they live that life and they decide this doesn't, 
isn't bringing me happiness happiness at all. And then all of a sudden they change their life into something miraculous like etheric medicine. Right. So it's it's a really cool pain to purpose story. But let me tell you a little bit about Bobby Vogel before you you hear this interview. So like I said, she was a guest on the Montel Williams show and um, a really interesting interview because he does not believe in etheric medicine. He does not believe in clairvoyancy. So he actually takes her on and starts to ask her a lot of questions about it. So it's go check out that interview. But here are some of the things that she says that we really resonate with. Her belief is that healing is in the medicine you cannot see and that faith is everything. And she says that she stands in unwavering as she leads people through a path so that people can live a powerful life of purpose that we all came here to live. And she does that by communicating with energy that is outside of the physical realm. And so she talks a lot about how we all have this capability, how we all can tap into healing and her journey to discovering this. So it is a fascinating discussion and how she got to this etheric medicine place. But what I found is really interesting as an update for you all is she, you're going to hear her talk about a young girl that she's been working with. And what's really fun about us putting this podcast out now is I saw on her Facebook a couple of days ago that this young girl is getting huge miracles. And I want to read you a quote that was from this post. And so the young girl's name is Sophie. She's doing energy healing with Bobby. And this is what she what they said is that Sophie saw her ophthalmologist today and they could not believe how much her vision has improved. Dr. Artis said that she's never seen this kind of improvement. Dr. Borsch, who has cared for her since she was nine years old, said that this is the best he can remember her seeing in years. They were overjoyed and so are we. They asked us if there were any new changes. The only thing that we have done is work with the renowned medical healer, Bobby Vogel from Etheric Medicine. They even noted this in her chart, along with the assessment reading, Remarkable Improvement. So if you are a skeptic about etheric medicine, if you are a skeptic about a medical healer that uses energy medicine, I ask you to keep an open mind and really sit back and enjoy this conversation because it will definitely change paradigms. Don't you think, Jess? Yeah. Well, and you know, what's so fun for us to to have these conversations is that, you know, we always talk about there's three, three categories of interferences, emotional, chemical, and physical. And we work so much in the physical and chemical world that it's really fun to see different perspectives on how to remove those emotional interferences that we all have and that we all can't necessarily see, but play a huge part in healing and, and, the world of, you know, losing weight or a lot of what our listeners are dealing with, gut issues, things like that. There's always an emotional piece to it that can't be seen, but it is there. So it's fun and to bring stronger. different tools. Yeah, and stronger for some people. Yeah. And, that, and, and it's really true because we do see this in working with so many sick people that people get stuck. Mm-hmm. And then w- there's something, you know, we're racking our brain. There's something that's holding them back. And she offers a different perspective that a lot of people aren't stepping into. 
And you guys, at the end of this podcast, stay tuned because I am going to tell you all, I actually had a session with her. So I, after this interview, I had a session with her and I will tell you what I learned. So stay tuned towards the end and you can hear my experience personally with her. But enjoy Bobby Vogel. This is another mind-blowing, great, heart-based person. Excited to share her with you. Hey, Recenters, as we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. So here's what you get in the academy, and I like to think of it in terms of a complete picture. So imagine being surrounded by people who understand your journey, who are passionate for fasting, who want to lift you up and will support you every step of the way. My academy is not just me, my team, but it is an incredible group of people that are all dedicated to building fasting lifestyles and supporting each other in it. This is why I created the Reset Academy. So when you join, you gain access to all the exclusive calls where my team and I share the latest insights, we answer your burning questions, and we guide you towards your health goals. That's not it. We didn't stop there. By becoming a member, you're not just investing in a membership, but you're investing in yourself. I am such a fan of setting you up to win this year. And my academy is the best place I know to do that. I want to keep you focused. I want you to customize this for you. And I want you to succeed at your health goals this year. End of story. So if you're ready to unlock your fullest potential and embrace a fasting lifestyle, join me. If it feels good, join me. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypels.com slash reset academy to become a member. I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled and let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypels.com slash reset academy. Excited to see you there. Let's start off with this idea. I have to tell you that when I saw you on my calendar, so we've been interviewing lots of different people. I was like, I looked you up. I knew you had been on the Crave Sub, what we crave summit. And I looked at looked at it and I was like, oh, a medical medium. How fascinating is this? <laughs> and then I went to this place of like, oh, Girlfriend, you better get your energy right before you bring this gal on. She's going to see through any bad energy that you got. That's hilarious because a lot of people are like, don't look at me. So right. no, I'm like, I don't, I would have never intrude like that, you know, unless I feel unsafe or something, which is interesting, like yeah. in public or something. I'll be like, Ooh, wrap myself in light, you know, but right. I don't but people t- like, what do you do when you're like at a, at, you know, at a barbecue and somebody's like, what do you do? What's everybody's response to you? Sometimes people are like, oh, wow, cool. And other people are like, what does that mean? Or other people are like, scared, you know, like. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. It's a mixed thing, you know. Okay. 
But, it, you know, sometimes, I mean, I was just at a kid's birthday party a couple months ago. And it's so crazy because the woman was supposed to come do a session with me and I didn't even, it was whatever. And she happened to be at this party with her kid. And I didn't know that. And I was walking by her because she had canceled. Mm. And I literally felt almost this like somebody grabbed my arm and, and whipped me around. And I was like, hey, you know, and the next thing I knew, this tall, skinny guy on the other side, she was a young person. It was her husband who passed from an overdose. And he just started, I'm like, sorry, like, is it, you know, is it okay, Bob? Like, he even gave me, you know, Bob and I, and she's like, it's fine. I talk to him all the time. Wow. So he wow. had, you know, he was, yeah. So just, so, so I'm just, just standing there, like giving the message because I'm in service. Unless right. I went in there and said, you guys don't bother me. That's how yeah. it works. It's crazy. I was going to say, does that happen to you a lot where people from the other side come through to you in moments um, like that? Yeah. I mean, like my mom's with me all the time. You know, both awesome. my parents are on the other side. I always joke that my mom loved perusing the aisles at Ross and Marshall's. Okay. <laughs> so every time I need something like for my clinic or whatever or home, I'm like, hey, mom, I'm trying to find whatever. And the next thing I'll be like, oh, my God, there's one of them up there. Like, it's so fun. That's yeah. got to be convenient. I could use a little yeah. help <laughs> like that every once in a while. Well, yeah, I mean, that's part of what I do. Like, there's the medical intuitive stuff, which is unbelievably fascinating. And I'm spirit taught, you know, but then there's the, you know, faith, healing, life and purpose path that I, because I like to, you know, or my mission, I don't like to do it. It's like part of my purpose is to connect people mm to their, to faith and to their own peeps and, you know, God non-denominational because God's the overseer supervisor of everybody. Um, in a loving, compassionate way, we can do no wrong, you know, because when you connect to that faith, man, and your own peeps, it changed. It's a game changer. That's amazing. You That's amazing. Much, yeah. You can get through yeah. anything, you know, because then, you know, when we connect to that faith and we understand that part of our purpose here in a human body is to heal emotional wounds mm -hmm. because we're all in so much pain, you know, I mean, that's predominantly the people that come that, that end up finding me have unexplained illnesses, discomfort, Western medicine can't figure it out. They've been doing all the things that you, you teach and that you right, offer yeah. and, and it's just not. It, it helpful. It's helpful, but it's not, it, you don't get the, you know, because we have emotional wounds that are sitting in our etheric or energy body, you know, and we signed up to heal wounds. Like we chose them and signed up for them. Mm. And we also chose a life purpose. Like we oh didn't just gosh. come down here to goof off, you know, yeah. like, and, and this is on our behalf. I mean, we cheat, we choose wounds so that our soul transcends and we start connecting because we're brilliant. You know, we're very brilliant, highly intelligent, vibrating souls. And then we come in, we, you know, we come in and take a body and we're like, Whoop. we have yeah. amnesia. Yep. Yep. And, and so, you know, there's people that sign up to create wounds on our behalf. I think right? that's such a elevated, like, 
level of thinking that actually would probably help a lot of people to have that understanding. Because somebody who's a control freak like me, like wants to control everything and then to realize, oh, wait, I'm supposed to have some painful experiences so I can process things and move through them because I agreed to, to have these experiences before I even showed up. It's deep, but it's also a little like, oh, well, let me just sit back and experience them because I'm not in control here. Yeah. And that's where, you know, we're talking, where, where I was talking about connecting to faith, you know, is, is if, because in that moment when you're like, oh, you can then take it next level, which is, you know, how I found myself in this life purpose from a million other things. And I just started asking, what did I say I would do? You know, what is this, you know, lead me through healing. You don't need to know what it is. See, that's why people end up coming to me because spirit knows what it is. And what's crazy is, you know, people will spend years and therapists don't like this much, but people can spend years and years in therapy. and And if you can sit there and talk about whatever it is you keep talking about is not the problem. Yeah. It's yep. the thing. It's the thing under that that we have no co- uh, recollection of because we go into survival mode. Yep. yep. So we don't. Re- so we have like double amnesia, right? We have yep. a, and then, so this is the beautiful thing is that spirit holds every. They've been with us since even before we came in, but definitely uh, they sign up to be with us throughout this journey. They know we're going to stumble. They know we're going to forget. I mean, they warn us of it. I mean, I see this every day. And so, you know, so then it's like they'll start reminding us or guiding us and they're holding all of this information for us. Every experience we've ever had, good, bad, painful, you know, every emotion, every, everything. So when we need the information, it's available. It's just that everybody's so scared about it. Yeah, that's super powerful. And I want to dive into that deeper because I have heard people say like, there's no special power that anybody like you particularly has. You're just very open to being able to hear what's what the other side is is talking to you about. Would you agree? And I don't. I mean, I know you've done a lot of studies studying, but no, um, I haven't. I'm spirit taught. Yeah, I. I, I yeah. What about the, I, I want to dive into the Akashic. Oh, I like yeah. curious about that stuff is really interesting. Do you want, so the Akashic yeah. record. So after my own journey, like I've had a lot of, because I'm a badass, I like to say. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> Actually start with that because I do think let's bring it, our viewers up to like your yeah. journey. <laughs> I thought you were a badass when I just looked at your oh, face at your at your website, and then I went to your. I love people's pain to purpose stories, yeah. and I read your pain to purpose story, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I read it, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Please, like <laughs> tell tell us how because that way. But I mean, it gave me such an understanding of how you got to this point, and I think it's really important for people to hear. Okay, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll kind of bottom line it because I, I have a lot of incredible, you know, painful things that I've turned to purpose before this. But I'll talk about what actually took me down all the way finally, which is, you know, I. I was a top producing real estate agent in Oakland, San Francisco for 17 years, had big house, you know, all this stuff. I have 
an adopted son who's now 18, but I went through a painful divorce about five. Well, let's see. Uh, well, so I went, like 10 years ago, but you know, it traveled with me, right? Because mm. I didn't understand the level of healing that I needed because I was doing work already, you know? And so I wanted to move to LA. I've always wanted to live in Venice Beach. I'm from Chicago originally, right? So I moved to San Francisco after having spent a week there and it was sunny and hot. And I moved here and I was like, oh God. I lived in LA. I grew grew up in LA. Oh, you're so lucky. All all I wanted to do was move out. So You're so lucky. Yeah. My son was in a high care facility because the, the, you know, circumstances of his birth left him with, and subsequent neglect for his first 14 months left him with a lot of really challenging issues, which I thought I could just love out of him, you know, being an ex-paramedic. And there's that whole story about that. And so he was in a high care facility in Northern California and I had just gotten into escrow on five huge properties and was, you know, expecting in 15 days, $220,000 in commission. So I thought, what better time? And it was in LA. So these properties were in LA from an investor in the Bay Area. So I was like, sweet, I'll kick off my real estate uh career here in in LA and then moved to Venice. Three days after I moved, she canceled every one of the contracts, which, you know, so I was like, oof, you know, and so that was the first hit. I like, it's like, it's like this, boom, you know, these one, two punches, that's how it felt, you know, but I was like, all right, let's regroup, you know, then I had moved my son from Northern to Southern California to another facility and the, and San Francisco County then refused to pay once they got him out of their county. They're like, sorry, but no, he's your kid. And he needed high level care. So they told me to come get him one day. I was at work and they said, come get him or we're going to report you for abandonment. I was like, what? what? You, yeah, no joke. How old old was he at that point? 12. Wow. And they had just told me the day before the facility that he, you know, he needed a lot of support, you know, and maybe even a higher level care. And then the next day I get a call, come get him. He's, you know, we're not going to help him. Anyway, so I had to go get him. And he had to be in a regular school for the first time in his life. He was always in special schools and which didn't go well. Mm. One thing, you know, so he wasn't at school all day. He was acting, you know, all this stuff. So I had him home with me and he, I couldn't go to work. And eventually, you know, long story short, because I want to talk about other things. I found myself, you know, having to leave my Mercedes Benz in the parking lot at Ross with the keys and taking my plate off. And a sheriff sticker on my door. I'd moved from my home to an apartment, you know, like getting evicted. And I literally, I couldn't, I didn't have this, what it took to, what my son deserved, you know, here, I'm not skilled enough. Right, yeah. So, but I had no support, no nothing. And I can't, I was gonna, like, I had a suicide plan. Wow. And because I, you know, both my parents are on the other side and, and I be, I was like, what did I, how horrible a person am I that this is happening? Like, I really believed 
that I was horrible and that that must be why this is happening and that I couldn't see my way out of it. I just could, there was, I was doing everything that used to work and nothing worked anymore. People used to call me Midas and in Oakland, you know, and now I'm just like, nothing worked. And my kid, I couldn't bring to the office anymore because of things. And here I'm riding my beach cruiser around up and down Abbott Kinney, which is like one of the wealthiest streets now in America with some belongings in it, you know? So somebody came into town and directed me. So this was a Saturday and my plan was to take, to leave the planet on Monday. Wow. I was going to drop my son off and I had like an hour and a half window before they made him come home. So I was feeling peaceful because I was like, I'm done with this craziness. And it, and it was such an interesting feeling. And a woman came in from Chicago that I hadn't seen in 20 years and offered to take, she's like, hey, I'm in town. I heard you live here. Let me take you to lunch. So I went to lunch and she, she said, hey, have you ever heard of this place, Agape? Oh, I know Agape. My mom actually studied as a, she learned to be a minister at 70. Oh, Michael, yeah. yeah. Under Michael, yep. So I didn't know, and I was newer, you know, I thought it was a restaurant. So I know I've not heard of it and I didn't care because I wasn't probably going to eat at a restaurant again, you know? <laughs> right. Legit. Like, that's how I felt. She's like, no, it's a non-denominational church. I heard it's unbelievable. And I hadn't told her anything because I hadn't seen her in a long time and I didn't really want it, you know, it was heavy and yeah. whatever. So I hadn't told her and for some reason, she mentioned it. So I went, so I just said, great. And I that was a Saturday. I woke up Sunday and I Googled it. And I looked and it was like 20 minutes from, it was starting. I said, Jack, get let's go, you know, and he begrudgingly got in the car. And I didn't know who Michael Beckwith was. I didn't have any idea. And I sat in the back row and within a minute, I found myself with my head in my hands down with tears pouring down because, and I understand it now, but he, but it was like, he was channeling God on my behalf. He channels for sure. And you you feel like he's speaking to your soul. So I, well, it saved my life because there were, there were thoughts because I was like, there's no way this pertains to everyone in this room, you know? And it's, that's interesting because I think about when I do videos, that's how I feel about it. Whoever needs to hear, it's going to hear it. And that's all I care about. So, it, but it was my thoughts. It was my fit, my plan, suicide, like the whole thing. And I could hear my parents in what he was saying. Then I could hear God. And then I could, and I literally felt like I got grabbed by the collar and lifted up and for the first time in my life, I felt like I was loved. Wow. And like, it almost makes me want to cry. And like, I was held and that I was, I, people know, like people, my, you know, they are seeing that I'm in trouble, you know, and that I need help. And that all my, I've been saying, God, please help me. Please help me. Please help me. Even when I didn't even think I believed in God, I, I was stripped of everything but faith. Oh. And I walked out of there for the first time with my head up and said, Jack, let's go to the beach, you know? And I never went back to that thought, that, that feeling, anything. 
And after, because I didn't know who Michael is, I just, I saw him walking and I didn't realize those were bodyguards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Literally, yeah. I was like, wow, this guy's really, you know. And yeah. so I walk, I said, Michael. And he turned around and the bodyguard stepped forward. And I just stepped up to him because I, you know, and I just said, you saved my life today. And he just looked at me and he, and he went like that to the guys and he hugged me and he walked away. And I ended up, you know, getting evicted after that, but I wasn't alone in the eviction. And that's really how I felt. I felt like, okay, you guys got this. There's a reason for this. And I just began walking up and down Venice Beach every day, journaling and praying, sitting at the same lifeguard station. God help me, please help me. You know, peeps, mom, dad, like this is no joke. What is it that I need to heal? Please tell me because I'm clear now because I could feel this, what I call a slippery pig. Even though I had done so much work, I could feel this. And then a healer said, it's time for you to do ayahuasca. And I was like, what, what is that? I went and did ayahuasca. That was nuts. Like, took me. Helpful? Oh my God. It changed. I've heard a lot of mixed feelings on ayahuasca that it can go either way. Some people, we've had some patients that have gone and done it in a very controlled setting and they come back and they are euphoric, but but then there's no lasting like ahas. So maybe it's who guides you through it. That and, you know, now that I work, you know, with spirit in, in this way, I understand just like with anything anything. It doesn't matter if it's CBD or the, you know, all the, the, those keto and the, this. our souls are so, they're individual. Our energy bodies are, are, there's only one like it. There's only one soul, one of us. And so not everything's going to work that you need to find some recipe that works. But for mm. me, because I've only in my work, I've probably done six, six, seven hundred sessions now. I think Spirit's wow. only told three of them about ayahuasca. Interesting. So it's all, it's, it's just like when we put people on detox programs or we're doing, we do a lot of diet variation and fasting. Everybody's path is different. And, yeah. and it all comes down to that basic principle that the body's miraculous. Yeah. And it has an incredible ability to heal. heal. And so all you're doing is removing interference. And so we come over here and we remove toxic interference, but then somebody like you removes, I, what would you say, like a spiritual interference? Um, no. So, so <laughs> crazy enough, I can... So by spirit taught, like step by step, I can actually see the energy body. I can see dehydration. I can see the meridians. I've been taught acupuncture when I know nothing about it. You know, I mean, this is step by step, so I'm bottom lining it. But, you know, I know and I can see when people take steroids for inflammation or an autoimmune is a horrible idea yeah. <laughs> because you swell, you might bring down the external swelling, but it's, it's, it's swell, it pushes inward. The swelling still occurs, except it starts pushing down on your organs and, and everything's red. It's, it's inflamed and upset 
I and believe that. Yeah, it's a horrible, you know, I wait to talk about that until it's like every single person I know that gets thrown on steroids that ends up in here with me or on the phone because I can see on same on Skype or Zoom or whatever. And it dehydrates. Interesting. I believe it. I, again, if I come back to this idea around interference, when you put a chemical into the body, you're not healing it. Now the body has to deal with the chemical you just put in it. So it may temporarily make a symptom feel better, but you long-term have yourself a, a problem. Yeah. So. And it just, it just taxes something else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. what's so fascinating and, and the truth is that, so I can, so with all that said, so I can see density. Oh, I can see stagnation first, which anxiety creates stagnation pretty quick because when we're firing off like this, we're not flowing. Hmm. And we're light bodies, we're energy bodies. First and foremost, we're energy bodies. Our physical, and this is what I know for sure, our physical bodies are like a hologram of our energy body because the energy body houses, our, our soul comes with that and our physical body houses both, right? Interesting. So everybody with autoimmune has anxiety. I've not met one person where it didn't, it could be low level for your whole life eventually because it creates a level of stagnation in your, your etheric body that we can't see, but the stagnation then, and then you put on emotional wounds, you know, and then you this, and then you take in like what's happening on the planet right now. And, yeah. you bring it, and then that stagnation along with the emotional wounds that are left unhealed, turns to density. But we can't see this happening, right? So once it turns to density and then it's left there long enough, then it duplicates into the physical body. Yeah, so, so there's a lot of chances to clear that with the things you do, with the thing, you know, like everyone on that summit had an amazing tool yep. for people if they, if they sought it out. And, it, and I still believe it all comes back to this principle that we are miraculous and everybody's tool is just taking it and removing the interference to the miracle. So sometimes you have to use one tool to remove that interference and sometimes you got to find like a hundred tools. And that's why I think it's so important that people are open to work like what you're doing because sometimes you take all the physical chemical stuff off and you're like, okay, we got to now work on the emotional. We got to work on the spiritual. Like we've got to undo that. Well, it's like the opposite from what I understand because, well, first I wanted to say something because then I wanted to go on to that. You asked me a question a few minutes ago, but a great analogy for, for you to, for people is like, if you think, so this is what anxiety looks like to me. And it starts up here. It doesn't start in the feet. It's always up here, which is why I always send light through and I calm. That's the first thing I have to do with every single person. Otherwise, everything's doing this and I can't see. Uh, it sounds, I know it sounds crazy, but it's literally like I, I tune in and I first need, it's like muddy water. Mm -hmm. And you can liken it to, you know, like if you're going to buy a new house and you walk in and the realtor flicks on the light and the, and the lights flickering in the living room, you'd be like, 
wow, there's a problem with the electricity or the electrical system. I yep. wonder how much that's going to cost. I wonder if it's this. I wonder. You would call an electrician, but see, we in our human brains, we need to see the proof before we start paying attention, which is why spirit, there's illnesses, there's, you know, loss of jobs, there's loss of loved ones, there's divorce, there's all, you know, it, it it's different mechanisms that are like, hey, time to wake up, time yeah. to wake up. Interesting. And so, but that is what's happening. So if you're flickering, got to calm down. Everybody does. If you're on this planet, A, you have emotional wounds or you wouldn't be here and, and calm that down. And once I'm able to calm it down, takes different times, you know, then all of a sudden, oh, okay. Then they start basically what's not light because I'm sending light through. It's like, then I can begin to see, oh, there's density here. There's density here. There's density here. Like I tell people, don't tell me any thing because I, I want to be shown what the agenda is because spirit has one and then I can see and then I can I ask what's that what is that about you know and then I get all this information and history from spirit about so that's where you know the the other I guess psychic medium stuff comes in I mean there's many different it's medical intuitive energy medicine yeah things. on your on your webpage, yeah. it was like, oh yeah, there's a lot here. Yeah. yeah. So it's like whatever tool I need to use, I have available to me in any given Amazing. thing. But you know, it's easy, it's easier to ask people to start moving into faith when source comes through spirit or people on loved ones on the other side and they're giving me information. There's no way I'd know. And then the person that's receiving it has no doubt. Right. Yeah. And it yeah. helps so them. Yeah. And it helps pull like, hey, how, you know, they're like, wow. You know, like then they, then the notion of I'm not alone. That because it's undeniable, right? Yeah. And then they have trust and faith that there is healing that they need to do. And then once people begin that healing, because you're bringing faith along and you're, and you're connected. You, you've got to connect to source for this, you know, trip. And then you start caring more about your life. Once you start healing, when that stuff starts leaving your space, you know, I don't only work with really sick people. I have tons of people come to me just for, I mean, I guess it could be called coaching. I've never referred to it as that, but like, you know, to check in into the, this job or this guy or this, whatever, once we're past the the other stuff, but then they care about their life. And when you start caring about your life and understanding you're here for a reason, every single thing you've ever gone through is on purpose. Every everything that has ever happened with you, or even horrible stuff, and that's really hard for people. It's like when you start realizing, wow, I made it through a lot. I must be really, you know, incredible. And why am I here? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I love that 
the pain to purpose idea yeah. is like, you know, if we all realize that our pain is, is a gift and we turn it into serving others and using it as, as a way to spread more, uh, a higher consciousness across the planet. I just, I fall in love with people like that. Like we're not, I, I so believe we're not here to get stuff yeah. that we're here to have experiences so that we can give yeah. And that I, I have often thought about, you know, I'm like, I'll work my myself to the bone. I have no problem with work ethic, but I have had times that I've worked so hard and I get to the end of a day, I put my head on the table uh, on my pillow and I think, what was the purpose of today? Like was yeah. today just to get things? Like I'm yeah. not into getting things. I'm into changing lives. And I think how great would the planet be if we all had a more, a, a bigger vision for ourselves? Well. And I mean, gosh, there's just so much to say, but it's like, if you watch, if you saw me like back in December, Aaron interviewed me for the first time. And this is before the pandemic. And I said in that interview, we're all about to get upended because I was going to ask you, tell me what you think of the moment right now. Well, it's all, this is hard, but it's like, we're not paying attention, not enough of us, right? So we, of course, there's lots of us vibrating a lot higher, but the the general vibration is low, is a low vibration because we are running around thinking fancy cars and this and this is why we're here and look at Baba Bob. I mean, you look on social media, right? Like all the Everybody's highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah. And so but what I know is, you know, being in service like in, to other people, again, is, is, is I'm going back to the truth, which is we sign up for a purpose out of, for if you want to call it selfish reasons, because everything, purpose and healing our wounds is bringing us home. Like it's bringing us back to our own connection with our highest level consciousness. And that's where, you know, you might think, okay, well, there's people that are, you know, their gift is healers. And I, I want to talk about that for a second, because I'm really, last week was, was quite a theme around this, you know, quick getting healing quick stuff and that everybody can run around and do it. Cause that isn't the truth. Not what I, have been taught because it's purpose. It's life purpose. Not everyone has that purpose, but something else. Go ahead. You were about to say. Yeah, no, what I was thinking as you were talking is then when somebody in the most simple sense, when somebody has a chronic situation that's not going away, is it plausible to say that maybe they haven't found their purpose, like they're off course and there's an energetic block because they are not living their life in accordance with their purpose? Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's what I was saying there when I got off track for a second, which is we come in with with this, right? And we make an an agreement before God, non-denominational and our peeps and on our own behalf, like coming, coming in and taking a body is a courageous thing to do, right? Because we're connected to, you know, source. They're not in bodies. We are. So they're here to serve us on this journey because we're the ones that said, all right, 
I'll take on a whole bunch of wounds or some or whatever. For me, I filled my basket, you know, because I was like, let's roll. Yeah, let's take them <laughs> all know? at once. <laughs> but no, because, you know, because I, and I like people to understand that are having a really, really hard time is that like, if you, the heart, it's almost like the harder of time you're having, the bigger badass you are because when you are connected to your highest level self and up there with source and and deciding what wounds you want and, and spirit gave me this hilarious cute analogy is like a little red riding hood basket or something what's unhealed stays in there so i mean you can you know but you don't get to put take a jar and it's like they're in jars you know and you want to put you go you can't take one and put it back and be like i wasn't into that one you know <laughs> Oh, I don't you, like you, that. You pre decide. Yeah. You put the jars at, ahead of time. Yeah. So, whatever is unhealed from the last time's there. But, like, for me, I just was like, you know, let's go. Put them all in. A great and a, 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 a easy way to explain this is like one of my wounds is abandonment. Mm-hmm. So, I'm there and I'm like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to heal this along with the other hundred things. And then. But in order to heal, the wound has to be created. If I'm going to heal something, mm. there has to be a wound there to heal. Mm. So the spirit, the, the soul on the other side, who's not yet called my birth mother, says, uh, in order to be in service to your soul and your transcendence, I will come in and abandon you. Yeah. And... I'm like, wow, because that's going to create some hardship for you. Thank you so much. Like you're going to be wounding yourself along with whatever else you chose to heal. But that's a big one, right? Uh, that is, that's Yeah. But I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. Because I know that when I heal it, before I'm in my human body, when I heal that wound, I'm transcending, which is I'm coming close to remembering who I am. Interesting. Right? And so we come in, oh, and then spirits, like, uh, my guides are like, by the way, I'm just going to remind you, you know, that you're going to forget all this (laughs) and you're going to be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And hurt and flailing and making bad decisions and then probably having more, you know, and whatever, but we will wake you up when it's time. Yeah. And this is an answer to, you know, a segue to your question about this pandemic. So and I say, all right, you know, I'm ready to go. And then I'm like in collaboration with, you know, God and, and, and my guys and like, and I agree to this beautiful life purpose. You know, it's not like here, this is what you're going to do. It's like, yes, please. Right. So we come in and we want to keep our word with ourselves. It has nothing to do with, you know, we're nothing but supported by spirit and and God, there, there's no judgment. There's no, you know, demerits or something. If you don't heal what you said, you know, because it just means we're not going to transcend as much as we had intended. Right. That's all. Yeah. And, and if we don't live our, so we want source spirit knows we want to keep our word with ourselves. We don't understand it, but we do. So I've teamed up with Tony Horton. Do you know Tony Horton? He was the creator of P90X, one of the most revolutionary at-home fitness programs. 
and we created together a new fitness program called Power Sync 60. And it is literally, this program's never been done. It is a revolutionary 60-day program for both men and women. So here's why I want you to join us, is that we literally created PowerSync 60 with you in mind. So it doesn't matter if you're a cycling woman, a postmenopausal woman, or a man, one of the things I brought to Tony was that when we work out, we have to think about our hormones. And he had never done that in the millions of workouts that he's created in his lifetime. We also included a free bonus meal plan and a customized tailor way you can eat right for yourself. Also, of course, we put some fasting in there and it was a beautiful meeting of the minds. So I, it, this is like a passion project that I'm so excited to share with you. And in order to get it, all you got to do is visit drmindy.org and use the code PS60PELS. So PS60 and then my last name, PELS, P-E-L-Z, to get 20% off. And you get lifetime access to the program. So that's drmindy.org and you use the code PS60PELS to join all of us. I'm actually doing this myself right now. So come join me, my community on this incredible journey. I am so proud to bring this to you. So would a good way to look at a problem that shows up in your life would in the most simplistic sense is like there, it, this is here for me. And I'm here to learn something from this problem. And if I go within and I'm quiet and I listen to whatever my belief system is and that the answer will reveal itself, as opposed to what I want to do is make it go away as fast as I can. Or Or get, yeah, and that's where we get into problems, right? Because... And this is where faith is. Everything begins with faith. This is why I don't know if I call it a platform or whatever. It's just, it's my purpose here. And my mission here is to connect people to faith. That doesn't mean once you connect to faith, you're a healer. It just means you're connected to your peeps. Yeah. We all have them. And that's the whole, if you can connect to your peeps who are in service, just ask, what's this about? You know, but when all these different beliefs come in and things that we've read or things that we, you know, like even now, like I'm just trying to, I'm not trying to make you believe anything other than what I know to be available yeah. and, and true. And that relationship is so personal that you're not going to have the same relationship I have with my peeps. They talk to me, they communicate with me in a specific way. I mean, they, they swear a lot, you know, like, <laughs> oh, they're my kind of people. <laughs> yeah. They're hilarious. And so is God. Like there's, it's such, we take things so seriously. Oh, we do. Oh my yeah, God. And so instead of like, you know, and this isn't a judgment, but, but along those lines, we make things too hard. So it's like, I must put this problem in my belief system. It's like, it's not a Play-Doh factory. That's what they just showed me of this image. They just, cause they're downloading, right? It's like, you don't take your problem and here's your beliefs or here's what you've been taught. And you put your problem in there and then you mush it and you expect to have this outcome and you're like obsessed and focused on the process of doing it 
And guess what? The solution yep. goes like this. Yeah, it's a gr- it's a great visual. It's a great visual. You know, I'm, I was thinking as you t- as you were talking that the first couple of weeks of the pandemic, I walked around going, "Holy cow! I've spent 24 years trying to wake people up about their health." And it took a world virus to yes. stop everybody and say, oh, shit, my health. Like, I was like, I, I don't want to say I was giddy, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> Hallelujah, people. And it's my biggest concern is that we'll go asleep as we come out of this. But I'm like, take that fear and realize that it was a wake up call to the, the lack of power you feel about your own healing. And, and I just was in awe for like the first month I was like, and I still am. It makes me nervous as we come out because I'm like, oh my God, there's still an opportunity here. Like I so hope like the vaccine doesn't ever appear because then it'll keep forcing us to look within and look within. Well, you know, the dangerous thing about what's there, the, the, what you just said is that because there's still the emotional uh, wounds are still running the people in big pharma and I'm not, not making a, but you know, also in Washington and everything else. I mean, there's, there's now an opportunity because people, you know, inciting fear is purposeful, you know, which is all that's happening and has been happening since, whoops, we have a pandemic. How'd that happen? Yeah, come on. Right, right. And so incite fear, incite fear, incite, because when we're in fear, we can't be in faith, you know, and, and the larger, the lower vibrations, I should say the lower vibrations who don't give a shit about humanity or any, or people healing or any of those things. Like the more people are, listening to everything they hear because they're terrified. I need I need you to tell me what to think. I need to know what's happening. Yeah. When we start sitting back and being like, all right, this is a real hairy situation. What can I do? What do I need to heal in order to raise the vibration on the entire planet? But you see what people spend most of their time doing is get in the house. You're being an asshole. You know, like and they start pointing fingers. I'm so over that. It's driving me crazy. Yeah. And that's exactly the minute I was like, nobody, they're not getting it. Yeah. No, because you're, now you're stuck in the problem. You haven't elevated above it. So, well, and you're having judgment about other people. You're like, throw, because, you know, my first thing that, I, which I said back in December is like, my concern is suicide for people, not only because I know I was. 24 hours from it, but because I understand the work that I do, man, we have a really hard time sitting in our wounds because people yep. think that makes you a bad person Yep, yep. to have wounds, even anxiety. People think, especially women, that there's a, that it's a mental illness having anxiety. So then they don't talk about do anything yeah. to, to calm it down. And then you end up sick and the, but people Instead of coming within and asking, like, I'm going to take this opportunity while I'm locked in my house to spend every single day, like it's my job, to to get with my peeps, to just have faith until I really do have it. I'm going to try this on. Because whether you believe it or not, it's still the truth. I watch people heal every day via this work. Yeah. 
I, there was there was something in your I think you called it a path to purpose was yeah. on your website, and you said when you, you hit a point where you were like I I had nothing, and so the only thing I had was faith. And I when I read that, I thought, well, how do we all have like turn to faith over and over and over again when we, why do we don't need to hit rock bottom? No, you just no. use that yeah. your lesson. Yeah. And, and I know a lot of other people have used that tool. It's just like, keep turning to faith and keep turning to faith. So, and I think this moment is so important for yeah. us. I love that visual of like, lock yourself inside your house, yeah. house, maybe the mask, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are really upset about the mask. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe the mask is just a signal of let's all just be quiet and go inner. I never, that was a, like, <laughs> I mean, it's a great analogy because people cannot, and it's not a judgment because I, you know, I, I have nothing but compassion for, for all of it. I understand it. Hey, this is why I also, why I happen to be a soul who had to go through this to be stripped of everything. And I know that isn't everyone's path. It's unnecessary at this point, unless you're not paying attention. But I, there's nothing I haven't been through. There's nothing I don't understand. There's no, you know, that's why they can communicate with me so easily because I can, the emotion they put in my body, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that. Oh yeah, that's a deep sense of loneliness. So that's a deep sense of lack of love or, you know, it's, it's easy. So I also know that, you know, our egos won't allow us to sit in the pain or the pain itself won't let us sit in the pain. But if you can, if you know that you're being divinely guided, if you have faith, not believe it, but know it, two different things. Well, I believe in that, but do you know it, right? Like, do you know, like unwavering knowing you can get through anything and it's so easy. It's not some big, you know, thing we have to do other than, or any special teaching outside of, Hey guys, what did I say I would do? I've had enough of this, you know, guide me, take me straight through the pain to the other side of it. And I, and I'm going to pay attention please walk with me. Please bring me through it. And guess what? It goes a lot quicker that way. Amazing. I love it's, that. I it's love that. unbelievable how true yeah. that is. So, so I had a really interesting experience that I thought, well, you might be the right person to bounce off of this. I had a near-death experience when I was, my kids were little, so it was even more like traumatizing when it came out of it. But the reason I share it with you is that I was the circumstances? I was down in Mexico and I swam into a pile of Portuguese man of war. Oh, wow. And there was several of them. They wrapped themselves around me, and it took about 10, 20 minutes to get them all off of me by the time they had put tons of poison into me. And my throat started to close. Oh, wow. And it, anyways, long story short, you know, when you're filled with that much poison, it the hours that go by get worse and worse and worse and worse. So I was in Mexico in a hospital. There was a lot of fear. Bottom of line is that I ended up feeling like I'm done. I'm out. Like I'm slipping. And what happened was that I had this moment and I've done some research on it since then that I literally like a movie had every thought, every action, every everything I've ever done in my life was revealed to me on like a tunnel, like sides of a tunnel. And it's hard for us to think about it, but I literally had every thought I had yeah. ever thought 
in my entire life. And then I got to the end of the tunnel and there was a white light and sitting in front of the tunnel was my husband and two kids. And there was this thought in my head, like, wake the fuck up yeah. and stay alive for those three. Yeah. And I did. But I'm curious. I've never been able to figure out. I've read some Tibetan teachings and like, do you have, what is that? What do you want to figure out? How does the mind, how can you think every thought that you've ever had in your entire life? How did that happen to my educated, like, yeah, right. Exactly. Like I can't recall every thought right now. No, and this is so, it's beautiful because everything that we were just talking about, see how I said spirit holds every emotion, every experience, every everything on our behalf because we get amnesia. It's not that it's not there. Mm. It's there because we, we're, we're everywhere. We're energy bodies. Like this is, so this is how I guess they want me to explain it this way. Is like, this is how I can like, and there's a point to this. Like these parents came in in person the other day, the, the dad and the stepmom and his 24 year old daughter had been in the hospital for four weeks and they couldn't figure out she's autoimmune, but she's swelled up or she got an aneurysm. She had a huge, has a huge thing. This is recent. They couldn't, her tongue started getting sores and everywhere and bleeding and, and they can't figure out, they couldn't figure out what was going on with spirit. Her guides, the daughter's guide showed up in my session with the parents, because she can, I mean, she's just like you can, I can like, so her highest level self showed up because she was giving me permission. And she, she came into the space and first explained a lot of stuff to her dad about her childhood. Cause she's a kind of a trouble, you know, she's been struggling for a couple of years. Her self-care is horrible. Like there's this whole thing. So she was explaining some stuff to him because they got divorced and she was seven. So she, there's all these things and he was thinking this and she explained to him, no, it's that like, she had this beautiful conversation with him that she couldn't in her human experience didn't have the courage to have for whatever reason. So she came through from that higher, the the other dimension and had a conversation with him. And he asked her questions and she answered back. And, and I also was able to do a tune into her energy body right where I'm sitting. She's in the hospital and pull the toxins off her tongue, the scabby stuff blast through her body with energy because she was so swollen. They were, you know, it was hurting all her organs. I mean, it was one thing after another. So they kept, you know, steroids and this, and you know, so she wasn't able to talk in the four weeks. She couldn't barely move. She wasn't doing anything within 12 hours. No joke, because I was talking to her and there were things I, I was clear. I, wasn't supposed to say out loud. It's just fascinating. It's just so, it's just a, it's so an understanding. So there were things she was telling me that I was clear it was for my 
ears only. And at 4.20 in the morning, they came here around 5 o'clock. At 4.20 in the morning, they woke up to a text from her that said, can you order me a book called Breathe? This is a kid who has been struggling, horrible depression, da-da-da. She FaceTimed them and spoke to them. Wow. At 6 in the morning. Because they were like, she's coming, they, she might as well be in a coma. I mean, she's got a huge thing. They didn't know if she was going to even live. Wow. And she was in this decision at crossroads, which is what happened for you. You came to a true crossroads and your soul made the decision to stay. That's all. Yep. But first you reviewed everything and then you saw your kids and your husband and you decided to come back into your body. That we're capable of doing that. Just like when, had you decided to leave, that would have been part of your journey. You were just like, hey, but I still feel like I'm done here. So I'm going to go. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And it gave me, it really opened my eyes to whatever I'm not seeing in this world. There's something else going on that I'm not seeing because I, as I tell people, and I actually don't tell a lot of people, I've never told it on a public platform. (laughs) A lot of people are going to know. But uh, yeah, I've been, I like, I know I sound crazy. Like I ended up like doing research of like other people with near death experiences, just trying to understand like, what was it that I saw? And I like the way you say that because it was just access to some information that I'm not necessarily getting here in my, in my human body. Yeah. And that's beautiful because that is the block. And that's the, that's where I know the part, my part of my mission is to take you from that place to the knowing that you're connected to source. They're right here. They're here to be in service to you while you're in service here on the planet. It, it, that's, it, that's how it works. And that when you, because that level of consciousness is available, you just touched it. You just went into it, you see? So it's not gone. Mm-hmm. It's just that in our human brain and someone like you, you're a thinker, thinker, thinker and educate, you know, you want to educate yourself. But the craziest thing is all the information's already available. You just have to ask. And then, you know, the breathing exercise, I don't know if you saw, but spirit taught me this breathe the light, breathing the light, because our energy bodies, our light bodies need light as much, if not more than our bodies need oxygen. That's for our physical bodies. We need to breathe. I'll send it to you if you didn't see it. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. That one didn't come across my my yeah it's a it's an amazing tool for everybody doesn't matter who you because you're an energy body it doesn't matter who you are but there's a lot of nurses now who play that charge nurses who play it for all their nurses before they go into a shift because it's very grounding it's balancing masculine feminine and then it's just saying who can i help and how can i help them interesting i love it i love it yeah when you ask that question from your heart, from your mm-hmm. soul. How can I help? Please show me. Not like I'm going to do this, 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 this. I mean, I start every one of my days. Who can I help and how can I help mm. them? Thank you so much, you know, for for such a beautiful guiding me into such a beautiful purpose. There's nothing like, there's no feeling like this. 
I love that. This just came up, if you don't mind, because you had said something a while ago about, well, I hear that everybody has the ability to to do this. What I understand, you know, because there's a lot of, you know, this is this market's getting all saturated now, right? And I'm noticing, and I don't want to really say any names, but like I'm noticing there's some kind of, you know, heel quick things going on out there. Magnets are one of them and and, and And these people have a huge platform. And part of me feels, you know, concerned because what I understand is our whole journey through being pulled into faith and then have then choosing to heal our wounds and the process and the path of healing those wounds in uh, in collaboration with with our guides and God is all part of the transcendence we have to have that beautiful it is a beautiful experience so if we just take a magnet and it's gone mm. we don't the experience is we gone. don't experience we don't that does nothing to connect us to source and nothing so you so you'll just i mean even if that were true because i feel like hey you know okay i'm gonna think of it i'm gonna give it some you know maybe a placebo effect or maybe it's whatever but it's it, it can't be lasting because I know what it takes to heal and I know the purpose of the whole process mm. is to reconnect us to our guides and God so that we walk in that. So that every decision that. we make, every life experience we have, even if it's like, oh, that, that kind of hurt or that's kind of uncomfortable. Or I, I was hoping it would go this way or that way. Be like, oh, okay, I'm going to sit back because if you don't sit back and just trust that like this is on my behalf something else is meant to show up but it's you know I have a friend who the analogy was like she stands at one door and rattles the doorknob like this forever (laughs) that's what spirit's like get your hand off the doorknob there's like 10 other doors up and down this Uh, that's such a good analogy that's me uh, yeah, totally I know. It's like know. rattling at the head. Yeah. It's like, no, but I want this door. Yes. This well, is the one I've chosen. But you're not supposed to open that door. Uh, yeah. But there's all, and I know I picked up on that when we first got on, which is fun, you know, but a lot of people <laughs> driven, really driven people because this friend owns, you know, is a CEO of Hollow Blue Nurses. Mm, yeah. Interesting. And, and this was before she got her app and her business like, she came to me because she was having a hard, she had invested all of her savings and pulled in all of these investors and she couldn't, it was just wasn't getting off the ground. And this is about three months before the pandemic. And she, so she came to me, what is the going on? What's the block here? She wasn't sick, you know, but she has anxiety that's, you know, like uh, because of you're so driven, it, it's like, there's that. Oh, yeah. Yep. You guys, it's the same. So that's what, when Spirit told her, I, I saw this long, dimly lit hallway because I'm shown very clear images. And I saw her all the way down at the end of the hallway, the last door on the right. So she had all these doors on this side and like probably 20 doors, on, you know, and she literally had both her hands and like, you know, just furious and sweating and 
And it was, they said, physically envision, take your hand off the doorknob and step into the middle of the hall, put your back to that wall and look, look at all these other options. I love that. I love that. I feel like everybody needs a, a session with you. Yeah. <laughs> is it, do people That'd say be that? awesome. No, I mean, I, this is, this is my, my, I want people to feel the ease yeah. that is understanding that things can be a lot easier and that if we connect, it isn't crazy California stuff. It's the truth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is just the truth. Do you ever go back and like want like in awe of the fact that you didn't take your life? Like do you ever go, oh yeah. So grateful. Twenty four hours from taking your own life and then yep. you have this beautiful life that's emerged. Yeah. I'm always in awe of it. Always in awe. I'm in awe of, you know, back to the ayahuasca thing. Cause we kind of, we have so many fun things to talk about, but with ayahuasca for me, I went into it. Like I go, bring it, bring it. Like whatever it is I need to heal, let's, let's roll. And then that's what happened for me is I had eight hours of like, I was re-experiencing a lot of childhood trauma, but I was able to redo it. I was able to make a different choice within that. And, but I spent the night, long story short, experiencing, re-experiencing these things, but then empowering myself in them and I was, that's when I was told I was a healer. This crazy thing happened, which is a longer story. But at the end, the sun started coming up and this was in Ojai. So it was incredibly mm, beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. And I had spent pretty much the night out in this playground. It was a beautiful home, private home. I was out there re-experiencing all kinds of stuff. And, and at the, but the sun started coming up and I was, you know, not, I was lucid and everything and I was sitting there and I was looking up and I was like, kept looking up and I was looking at my hands and I, but I wasn't, you know, tripping out. I was just like looking at my hands and the, the shaman came and sat next to me and I was like, are these mine? And, and he said, yeah. And I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. And I said, so I'm alive because I just witnessed a lot of pretty hard stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, you are. And I went, why? And he went, that's a good question. Interesting. And from that moment, I was like, all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I was all puffed up and I'm like, yeah, I'm brilliant. That's a good thing. I'm this. That's a good thing. I'm that. Because I was kind of undoing my mom's, you know, accidental programming, right? The, throughout the night too. But I was like, yeah, if that kid made it to this day, there's a reason. Yeah. And that's what I think that was my gift of my near death as I like walked around for like two weeks, like 
whoa, yeah, I almost didn't see this. Like I almost didn't get to experience this. That's so cool. Now, I remember like prior to that, my son was in T-ball and we used to sit it there and like, oh, this is so boring. Like there's nothing worse than like long T-ball games, right? And yeah. after, Without a flask. Oh God, it's just so, so boring. All you could do is sit and like admire your child, right? Yeah. So I was, I remember after that being like, oh, but you're sitting here. You yeah. get to see this. You almost didn't get to see this. And then that sort of changed as time went on. But the fact that I stayed alive did not change. And knowing that I had a purpose, that there was a reason I stayed alive. And I've continued to ask myself what that reason is. But the reason I bring it up in, in the context of what you're saying is I... I, without having to go through the near death experience, I would want that. I would want that wake up moment for everybody to see that they're here for a reason, and that they're not here to get things or yeah. to achieve. Like, so I do. I just feel like we we need a different perspective on life, and your your teachings could do that for people. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, this is something that, you know, Aaron's, uh, this is why Aaron, because there's so many people that have this massive platform that because, you know, there's a, you know, and it goes the way it goes, but Aaron's like, dude, how do, how did not everyone know about you? I feel the same way. (laughs) I'm like, I, I don't, I I'm doing my best because I know that it'll change. It changes your life. And it's not me. It's like, I'm just, you know, you can, I feel like I have near life death experiences every day because, and, and I believe that this is that, that you, you can, and like for you, right. It's like, Hey, let's get you doing the breathing thing, create an altar, which your brilliant, you know, educated mind might, have a little too, but do that. Light a you know, light a candle for yourself and sit there and just start saying, "All right, I know I've met you guys once before at least. Can you show me how to connect with you and guide me? Because even the, the brilliant work you're already doing on the planet, there's you're ready to pull in some other pieces of that." You know, that's what I'm understanding. And you're not going to be able to read about that somewhere. <laughs> you know me you know, well, <laughs> strangely. <laughs> I think I'm going to record this part of the conversation <laughs> and it's going to be like your ringtone that I bring up. Occasionally. Yeah, I'm going to be like, hey, you're, you're pulling the door. If you can just like release that door, that would be fabulous. <laughs> Here, and then here's her meme. Yeah, right? Yes. Oh my gosh, we need to make this. I know. It's totally true. I was thinking, like, as you were talking, I'm like, God damn, does she know? And then I was, I've been waiting for Jessica to pop in. I'm like, Jessica is dying on the other side. I am. I am. Because this is you. Yeah. Yeah. didn't open. Okay, I'm going to take one more step and try to open this door. That one's not opening. Like, why can't I open all 10 doors? Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) But you're like, they all have a different combination, you know? (laughs) No, you know, they're all open. You know, they're all like open a bowl, but like you want to make sure that, you know, hey, you can kick one open. You're like, oh, it's not in here. But it doesn't have to, you know, if you're, if that's the biggest thing is if you find yourself like rattling a door, be like, oh, okay, I got it. I got it. 
literally like, okay, all right, I, I heard you. This it's literally how I am in in my life every day. And I get to have those near-death experiences, other people's near-death. I mean, gosh, I never thought of it this way, but that's how they're saying in this moment. It's like, yeah, that is true. I'm agreeing with them. It's like, I'm watching the same stuff, similar stuff that you experience in your near-death experience, which is because I need to understand what it is that person needs so I'm given all that information. I'm shown it. I feel the pain in my body. I have emotions, whatever it is. I can, that's how they taught me acupuncture. I was like, oh God, what the, I literally was like, oh my gosh, is this a point? Or is this a point? It, Amazing. And so, but we can, we can do, you can do that. You can do that. Anyone can do that. If they just start collaborating with the people, I could peeps, who are surrounding you. They said they would, and we want to keep our word with ourselves. That's all we should care about because then everything else unfolds the way that it's supposed to. Yeah. I love that. This has been such, you've given me a gift. And, you know, the the other thing I just want to point out now, if you're like connecting dots for me, is the other thing that came out of that near death is that all those thoughts I had, all the experiences I had, now I was in my early 30s at the time, and I'm 50 now. And I had no regret. There was, I didn't, in seeing my life viewed back to me, there was no regret. There was no shame. There was actually no negative emotion. It was all like, these are just experiences and thoughts you had. Beautiful. And there was not a negative feeling. It was more pride and happiness. And I've lived this incredible life. And I'm wondering if, if we take on the negative shame feeling is more of a worldly, like what we see here in the world, but that in the spiritual world, that doesn't exist. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Or shame just wasn't your chosen wound. Uh, it could be too. Maybe. I mean, you know, but this hurriedness thing, this, you know, that you have that drives you, it's not a, it's just what I'm seeing is like, you know, that's from something like that came that's, from, I something. chose that. Yeah. yeah. So, well, there's a, probably a wound attached to that, right? Yeah. That made you think that that's what you had to do in order to, you know, and then also your, you know, the level of concern that you have for other people in a more emergent way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very different because so there's some something attached to that too, but it's... You know, okay, well, I need a, I need a session yeah, with you. Yeah, let's do I, it. We're going to get it. Yeah, I have, I have so many more thoughts and what, okay. So how do people find you? And I think more importantly, like as you were talking, I've got a checklist of patients that I'm going to actually reach out to after this and and just say, Hey, here's another level we need to go with. I'm such a fan of collaboration when we go into a healing state with people, but how do people find you? What, you know, I want to open it up so people understand you don't have to have a physical condition to to sit with you like and you could just you sit with all different people right all different people and i do you know my my clinic right now i have a clinic in garden grove but right before the pandemic i there were some doctors that were having me come and do see people in their clinic i used to fly to vegas to work with a doctor but i do zoom skype 
phone. I don't even, it doesn't need to be face them. I just, you know, I do them all over the world, literally, or in my clinic. Now I'm, I'm opening up again. It's, but I love collaborating with people like you or doctors because it takes, we, it's, it's like, hey, if I see density there, I like to, hey, can we get an ultrasound or can we get an MRI? It would be so interesting. Some of my more difficult cases that you're like, what's the healing block? Like, I just, I I hope they're open to this because I just feel like it's, that is a missing piece. So have you, one, one last thing. Um, Have you seen the, the little girl with brain cancer who had lost her sight, who's now seeing? No, that you worked with? Yeah. I'll send you some stuff. Okay. Yeah, and send me the breathing exercise and we'll make sure our community gets it as well. Okay, can I email the link? Yeah, everything, send everything to Jessica. I'm pretty much worthless beyond (laughs) like this. (laughs) So thank God for Um, Jessica. So it's Bobby Vogel, B-O-B-B-I, V as in Victor, O-G as in George, E-L, bobbyvogel.com. Great. Or I also have the YouTube, Etheric Medicine, Bobby Vogel, and then Instagram, bobbyvogel.etheric medicine. So I love, you know, there's a lot of videos on that and I have fun interacting with people on Instagram and putting up my messages and stuff like that. Well, thank thank you. you. Thank you. And like totally, let's do a session. Let's do it. I plan on it. Yeah, Yeah. I plan on it. So thank you. And again, you're just, this is so necessary. Like I, I hope, I really want my audience to, you know, elevate what they think is is possible. And yeah. I, hope, I hope this message will land well with them. I know a lot of people, There's it's a little like, uh, but I just hope if this resonated with you, please share the episode out, get a session with Bobby because we need more healing on this planet. For sure. I appreciate this so much. Thank you. you. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate it. Nothing that I love to talk about more than wine. So I got to tell you about Dry Farm Wines, which is my absolute favorite place to get wine from for many different reasons. One, they're keto friendly. You didn't hear that wrong. They're literally keto friendly. They have no added sugars, no added toxins, and they will leave you feeling amazing the next morning. So go check out their website that not only is the wine incredible, but the people behind the wine are amazing. You guys know how I love people who are on a mission to serve the world. Well, Todd White and his crew are on a mission to help people drink healthy wines and enjoy the whole experience. So they taste amazing. And if you go to dryfarmwines.com backslash Dr. Mindy Pels, they will actually send you a bottle for a penny. So give it a try. Let me know what you think. And cheers to an incredible wine experience. Okay, so before I jump in to my session with her, Jessica, I have an I have a, a question for you. Oh, and you have to you have to answer it honestly. Oh, okay. Do you believe that you can talk to spirits on the other side? Do you believe we can get contact from energy on the other side? I mean, I think so. I mean, I believe that there is, I don't know. It's really it's hard so weird. to know. It's hard to know. What do you, have you ever had those moments where you get like a hunch about something and that hunch ends up turning out right? Yeah. I'm yeah. just, uh, you know, I'm wondering, like, I feel 
I'm like wondering who would be around me. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think, I, I imagine, you know, that the spirit world is these people, I guess maybe ancestors, but I'm, I always imagine them. I'm going to date myself here in like Harry Potter terms, right? Like he's got his parents that died and they're always yeah. with him, but I don't have anybody like that. That's been like a huge impact in my life that I've lost. So I'm yeah. trying to think of who would be speaking to me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it is like Harry Potter though. I mean, it, maybe there's some accuracy to Harry Potter, <laughs> right? <laughs> that would be my life dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think it's it because we live in a world that's so focused on the tangible and the physical of what we can see that I even, you know, I'm a science-based lover, but I also am open to the fact that we only know a small fraction of this universe that we're living in. So I'm open to hearing her, you know, to understanding her perspective, which is why I wanted to, to do a session with her is like to see if there was any insight that I would, that I could be given. And most importantly, you know, you guys, I talked a lot, uh, I talked about it on here. I don't talk a lot about it, but I did have a near death experience that left me very curious about what it was that I saw. And in that, and I, and I spoke about it on this interview in that I literally saw every, everything I'd ever gone through in my life, every thought I ever thought. And it was it's so hard for the logical brain to understand it, but it was so such so vivid in my experience that I knew there had to be something else on the other side. So when I did the session with her, I really didn't want to say anything. I was like, you tell me, like, what do you see? I caught it, you know, I don't want to say I was testing her, but I was like, okay, just tell me what you see. There were a couple things that she said to me that really hit home. One is stop trying to do it all on your own. <laughs> well, okay, first off, she said this kind of during our conversation. Do you not remember the long hallway and you keep trying to rattle all the doors? Uh, yeah, like, did she say down? that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I may have forgotten that. Yeah, yeah, of course you did. I think she said it about somebody else. Uh-huh. She said it about me. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so she did. I mean, she basically said, you have to rely, uh, your guides want you to know that they are supporting you and that they are leading you and to trust them. And I think that that for sure has been very helpful because I'm a person that wants to figure it all out. This is why I love science is like, okay, here's a question I have. Let me go to PubMed and I can find all the science I want on how that is either working or not working. So when it comes to my life, I always want to know how it's going to all unfold and why it's the purpose is. So her, her, her thought to me was, please rely on these guides and know that they're there and that they've got your back and that they're guiding you to a bigger vision for your life. And that felt good. I mean, that felt like, okay, I can, I can hear that. And I, it gave, when I try to figure things out now, since that session with her, I just keep telling myself, you know, okay, the guide's got it. Now, I would think somebody of faith, like who has a very strong faith, probably does the same thing. Like, I'm not going to figure out. God's got it. Right. So I do think you could say guides. You could say God, whatever you want to call it. The universe. That's what Vishen always says, right? The universe has your back. Right. Yeah. So I think I love that in her, on her webpage, she came back to this idea of faith. I think you can choose whatever it feels good to you, whether it's guides, angels, 
ancestors who have passed over, whatever feels right for you. What I heard in it is that we need to have more faith that something is guiding us. And I think that is crazy helpful. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, the testing her, I mean, that's a pretty good, like, not everybody knows that you have you have some issues of letting people help you. Yeah. Right? Like that was, yeah. that was that pretty was insightful. Pretty good. Yeah. That was, that was pretty good for sure. And she did kind of tell me like, I need to chillax a little bit. <laughs> like I you need to know. <laughs> yeah. I need to just kind of sit back and ride the wave and just enjoy life a little bit more and stop trying to muscle it. So really helpful. The other thing she told me, and I really wanted to know more about my near death experience. And I've read a lot of books on it, trying to understand what I, what happened that day is, and I think I said this in the interview that I came out of that that moment and I thought to myself, most people would come out of a near-death experience and say, and a lot do, they come out and they're like, oh my gosh, there I saw the other side. I never have to worry again. And they have this in, immense belief in God. And that's not that was not my experience. I did not come out with a greater belief in God. I came out in more fear. And I was like, how did that almost happen to me? I was just living my life. And like in one second, I almost died. How did that happen? I must have lost my focus. I must have, like I was, I've been kind of beating myself up about it. Like I didn't want to get in the water that day. And I allowed, you know, the people around me to encourage me to get in. And I, there were a lot of things I didn't list, clues I didn't listen into. And so it has it put me in more of a fear state than a faith state. And well, what, sh- go ahead. Well, I'm curious. Well, I'm curious. Cause I don't feel, I mean, I guess people can come out believing, but then I think the most popular thing I hear of when people have near death experiences is to live your life to the fullest each day, because you never know like when it, when it could be taken away from you. But what's interesting about your story is that you are like that in, in life. You're very critical of yourself on th- on certain things. And so I don't know where that was programmed in your life, but it's interesting that that's like the tactic that you came to yeah. when you didn't die. And who knows what the brain, how the brain reorganizes itself. I would say before the near-death experience, I felt invincible. I n- death was not crossing my mind. And I felt invincible. And I, and I felt like you could create any life you wanted. I felt I was very in alignment with, you know, manifest your miracles and you can do that. And then out of that, I went into several years of the subconscious belief was for me, if you're not careful, you could die. And so it made me hyper control freak. Where are you at now? Because that was well, how long ago? Like that was, <laughs> so, <laughs> that was, so where have we come to? <laughs> well, so in the last couple of years, I've been, you know, a lot of people would say to me, but you didn't die. Isn't that awesome? You didn't die that day. And my response would be, but I almost did. And so I think after a decade of trying to control, I, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And so in the last couple of years, I realized this is not serving me. And so I've been slowly unpacking it. But she said something to me in my session that I think really helped me redefine and relook at that situation. And she said, well, you didn't die on that day because your guides were there. And your guides were there to support you and move you through that. 
Mm-hmm. That what event happened to you to expand your learning, to take you to the next level. It was a gift to you mm-hmm. so that you could rise to another level of thinking, that you could help others. I mean, th- there's always that pain to purpose, but that on that day, the guides were there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I hadn't really thought of that. Like, right. And, well, and she's like, they're still with you. They're still there. Right. They're still, they didn't leave you. They were there with you on that day and they're there with you now. And the same guides that saved you on that day are the same guides that are looking out for you now. I think that reframe is so important though, because now you have me thinking, if you're stuck in this mode of, you know, people say, but you didn't die and you, you say, but I almost died. Your body is constantly in a state of being alert for like death, essentially, if you look at it from parasympathetic, sympathetic state. So now let's, let's take that concept and go into your years of menopause and hormones and you wonder why your hormones are off. Your body is in a state of a fight or flight, always thinking that it's going to die because you haven't redefined this moment. So my whole epiphany Whoa. from this whole conversation wow. is how many of us are, have this thing. It doesn't have to be life or death, but have this thing that our, our subconscious is trying to protect us from. And we can't lose weight because our hormones are off or X, Y, and Z. It goes back to sometimes it can be like healing isn't the medicine that you cannot see. It could be something that's, you know, allowing you to stay in this fight or flight situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, that was good. That's actually another layer of thinking (laughs) now I got is like, and we see this with patients all the time where the stressful event is over, but the brain is still locked in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. But because I've worked on my mind so much, I didn't, I, I have always thought you could outthink any situation, like just change your perspective, change your perspective. But there were still things that I was having difficult, difficulty changing. And I go back and say that, yeah, this is a significant moment in my life. Like right. I almost died. I saw something that most human beings don't experience and come back from. And so now when I look at that as more of a gift and not, but I almost went like, as I start to see the gifts of that moment, I can feel my brain coming out of that fight or flight. So maybe it's in, it's in like forgiveness or resolution. Yeah. Like forgiving myself for not making the right move that day. Right. Well, I just got chills. And maybe it was the right move that you needed in your life to serve you. Could have been that. purpose now. (laughs) could have been that so anyways you guys she is a lovely human being if you want a session with her I really recommend it feels very safe it's very nurturing she's an incredible has an incredible gift so give us some feedback let us know if you resonated with this interview and you know as always our job on this podcast is to help you believe in yourself again and sometimes when you're doing all the physical stuff and it's not working you've really got to go back and ask yourself maybe there's an energetic block what can i do to let go of the energetic block and that's what the gift bobby i believe is bringing to the world so enjoy out you put organic food in and you shake bad toxins out you eat keto biotic and your microbiome shouts that's what it's all about you put fast cycling in you take over eating out you put the good 
Carp's out. You download Carp Manager where your food is all craft out. That's what it's all about. That's what resetting is all about.